0: Welcome to the Grandstand Golf Podcast. I am Kevin Bapti and I'm joined as always by Craig. Hey guys, how's it going? And Adam. Hey, what's going on guys? Adam, why don't you give us a quick recap of the Houston
1: Open? Yeah, so coming down the stretch on Sunday, we had Carlos Ortiz take the lead with world-class players DJ, Brooks, Matsuyama, and Lowry clipping at his heels. But Ortiz was clutched on the stretch and didn't give any opening to the Chasers. He hammered home a birdie on 18. And ended up winning by two. Guys, I had Ortiz as my sleeper at 160 to one. I know you follow my picks, so what are you guys betting your riches on?
2: Uh, Well, I mean I, to, I got. I got, some hard,
1: I got some
0: hard news for you. <laughs>
2: I might not be following your picks quite as closely as you were oh, hoping. Man, I guess, I I guess re- I'm, I'm, I'm I guess regretting it, man. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's me that's the one losing out here. I what a what a gem that was. 160 to one. I would
1: be, I would be swimming in riches had I followed that. But so here's good, the thing. Good pick. Good pick. Here's what? the thing. I did pick him as so sleeper, but I actually the field was pretty stacked, so I wasn't that confident. So I actually just hedged it with a top 20 which only paid out four and a half to one. So it wasn't <laughs> actually that good of a weekend for me, but hey, I love to see it. It was a great close for him. And that's Sunday. where
2: you got to go first top 10 and top 20. And, and I, then if they hit, you get the, you get the riches. Hey,
1: I'm still learning. Okay. That was, that's a learning <laughs> moment for me. That's a learning moment for me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sta- Craig. So your plays to stack. Hey, eh? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Ha- I mean, the the problem is, it takes away if you then get your only your top twenty, then it takes away a little bit because you had to pay for all three. But uh, yeah, but, but when then you're if,
0: as confident in your picks as you are, then yeah, uh, yeah, like your, I want the returns your, when
2: they really hit. So is that what you do with your Lee Westwood sleeper this week? <laughs> Um, no, but like, let's get back off of us and back to Carlos Ortiz. Uh, I was an awesome win, I think. So, yeah, yeah, you know, you get a lot of, you get a lot of first time winners on tour and it's at the, the Barracuda or the Bermuda or one of these ones where it's it's not the strongest field out there. Um, but you know, going toe to toe with DJ and Hideki, I mean, DJ was the one it felt like really it was, it was those two going toe to toe and it was a
0: strong field a lot of top players in the world were there um, you know getting their final tune up before Augusta uh, and it turned out to be I think more of a tournament than a lot of us thought it would be
2: yeah also I mean so cool to see a guy get his first win and how, how much that means to him and how emotional he is compared to DJ just knocking off another one yeah, before another heads off yeah. to the master. you know like yeah. um, I need mean, I mean, some I, of
0: those I, I think I switched my pick to over with DJ so I I need a few more of those tallies to come here, though. I'm I'm looking for 40 or something, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. no kidding. The win total. But, I mean, I completely agree with you, Craig. Like, you just kind of tally up what this win was. It was huge guys chasing him. It was a bogey-free round for Ortiz on Sunday. I mean, like, we we, we often talk about if somebody kind of fell into a win or they, like, really got and took it and won. And he just won, man. Like, he, he looked great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great ball striker. And he just had the butter going this week. Yeah. So what did you guys think about the course, Adam? I mean, so with that, sorry, I'm going to interrupt because with that bogey free round that you're talking about, I think a lot of courses really where we have these birdie fests, a bogey free round isn't the most impressive, but it really is at this course and, and because of how hard it played. Um, but yeah, take it away. Adam. tell me what you think.
1: I mean, I thought the course was really cool. I loved that. I mean, I think Brooks maybe got a little bit too much love as kind of a quote unquote architect. Um, but the redesign looked really cool. Not that I really knew much about it before, but it played hard. And I feel like a lot of these, uh, yeah, nowadays with these players, we'll see 20 under mid 20 under win. And to have these guys shoot over par on the opening day Finish, I mean, a couple of them finish over 10 under. It's really cool. I mean, it was tricky. The greens are incredibly firm. If you're in the rough, it was really hard to get it close to the bin, let alone like stay on the green. Um, Yeah, I I thought it was a great course. I hope it's in the rotation for a while. Yeah, I agree. I think it...
2: You know, it makes a few arguments. It makes the argument for all these shave down banks because yeah, it, it, it really I is love so demanding of, of the approach play. I think that also reinforces accuracy off the tee. I forget, you know, we were talking about this on our, our showdown video yesterday. But one of the players, and I can't remember off the top who it was, talked about how important it was to hit fairways. because Not because the rough was super long or anything, but because you couldn't spin it out of the rough. So then you're hitting into these greens that can be very tough to hold. And so that's a way to make fairways matter is to make it so that you need to have that control going into the greens.
0: Yeah. These are the, I think these are the courses that for me should be the model of what the PGA tour should do. It, it yeah. helps rain. in. I mean, I know there are a lot of big hitters at the top there. So, but I, th- I you know, that's just the way golf is it's, golf has always Rewarded guys well, that hit it far. But, exactly, they'll have an advantage anywhere. Exactly, but I think this it it was a really good test. I I totally agree about the the tight mowing on the slopes. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's it's kind of I don't know. It's almost lame when you have these greens and right at the edge of the greens is just like long rough. It just like stops the ball right away and then they. Yeah chip it out of the rough you know like they're they're good enough that even if it's deep stuff they can hack it out whereas if it rolls down these banks it requires a lot different um kind of talent set i think to to be able to
1: i, I think get more up creativity and down from those spots. And more, exactly. exactly more exactly. shots coming to play you can kind of drive it into the hill you can get it high and go over like all these different ways you can put it like there's so many different and huge ways risk to play rewards it. with those yeah. shots yeah, yeah.
2: um the other thing too, they always talk about the main thing that the players want is for the course to differentiate who is playing well, and I think that's the thing that yeah. this course really did. And you see that with the names at the top when yeah. when you see this field and you get DJ and Hideki and Brooks and uh, you know Hatton wasn't too far off there. You know that it's it's one that's rewarding good play because those are the best players. So let's dive a little deeper into some of those big names. Why don't we start with so,
1: Johnson? Uh, just, because... just one other thought on the course before we move on. But I think on Wednesday, we, I mean, I talked about Brooks kind of having a hand in this. Like he's kind of like the player consultant. Um, but I do love the fact that it is a municipal course. And Brooks really kind of mentioned that in his pre-tournament press conference saying, we, we need to play courses where people see us, little kids see us, and they can go out and play the same course or play similar courses. For 30 and we need or to 40 bucks, not for
2: 150 Yeah, exactly. 150.
1: He was I mean we talk about it all the time but you need to grow the game and like move beyond just the golf stereotypical crowd. Uh so I I loved hearing that from Brooks. I mean one of the probably more influential PGA players out there so. Yeah, yeah and yeah. just I'm on sure. that
2: before we we do get into the names and what it means for next week. Um he was asked about the course after his round today and he first thing he did was throw the credit to uh to is it Tom Doak? I know Tom it's Doak, still, Yeah, Tom Doke. I'm sorry. Uh, because you know he brooks knows that he's the one that did all of the heavy lifting brooks is the name that's involved <laughs> with it and part of the you know promoting the redesign and all that kind of stuff so i i just think uh, you know brooks gets so gets so much flack for for his handling of the media a lot of the time and i just think he he really did a good job of making it not about him yeah. about the course and about the person that uh, it felt like did the most work there yeah,
0: yeah. I like the way Brooks has been with the media lately. Actually,
2: I think maybe it's just the um, media that likes yeah. to grumble when he is yeah. sassy to them and puts them in their place for stupid questions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true <laughs> enough. Okay, so let's start. Let's start with Dustin Johnson. He was up there for a while. It kind of looked like he might be early on the front nine. He he sprinted ahead there and looked like he might just run away with it. Um, but Ortiz just
2: just hung in there.
0: Any thoughts on Johnson, especially heading into next week?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, he had a lot of rust from, from his COVID uh, break, <laughs> Yeah. but it, it shook that off, and what about nine holes of golf, and managed to come out and look like he was Dustin Johnson of old?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll go into the DJ a little bit uh, further along in the pod, but it's so hard to think, like, when you see him, and he's just, he's playing well all the time, but to think of another player that's as good as him even at his best, or at his kind of average days, his average days are just so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, his floor he's is just so, so high. talented. It's kind of frustrating.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing too is that you think of him, and you think of he, you know he's so long off the tee. He's so he hits shots into greens that you're like, man, he's hitting an the iron there or or whatever it is. You know, you think of him as like the elite ball striker that he is. But then he's like, he's so good around the greens and like early on in his career around the greens and and like wedges into greens was a weakness for him. And, you know, he, he's, he's elite at that now. And so it's like, man, this guy doesn't really have weaknesses.
0: Yeah, it's true. It seems like the only person who can really beat Dustin is, is Dustin sometimes like, yeah, yeah, or, or just the
2: variance of putting like putting, other people get hot and he has the average round and then. Again, can I, mean, always I change things.
0: I am on the record saying he's going to win the next six majors. So he's <laughs> over so one, but maybe the next five. I don't know. I don't know. Who can say? Um, Hideki Matsuyama, Craig, your boy, got anything you want to say about Hideki?
2: Well, uh, you know, came out and after two other people had set the course record today. He came out there and uh, did he go birdie birdie at the end or is it just one birdie? I forget uh, exactly. Um But yeah, he came out and tied it with another 63. So he has three guys set the course record today. Uh, I think there's positive takeaways going into the Masters. And as I was saying on my boys episode, uh, the real thing for Hideki is whether he's going to break through and win a major. So uh, you have to like the fact that he he should be in good form. I don't know if Augusta is his bet. Like I think as a ball striker, he sets up well for it. But the putting is going to remain the the Achilles heel. And so, Yeah. yeah.
0: How was his putting he, this week? He was, I, I, he was sorry, 11th yeah. in putting. Oh, oh well, he actually we putted,
1: he putted really well. He was actually positive in stroke seeing putting every single day. So, I mean, wow. Hideki can go hot or cold, but to have that consistency, mm-hmm. that's, that's good going into Augusta, I think. Okay. Well, how about Brooks Kepka? Adam, I'll start with you. Brooks Kepka
0: was, uh, talked about in our master's preview pod as a fade. Um,
1: which, he certainly didn't look like he was fade material today, but uh, tell us your thoughts. And I think I was on the record of saying, I think you guys are crazy to fade him. I'd rather fade Ryzen. We'll Bryson have to check the than... tape. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> that. But To be fair,
2: we faded him on Friday, and then he went 65-65 on the weekend.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the bulletin board material.
2: Uh, yeah, you must have been listening. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know what to say about Brooks besides I'm trying to figure out how to somehow play him or bet him next week. Like, it's you can't write him off at any major. Yeah, if he only had one tournament coming in and he was, say, 30th coming in, coming off an injury, yeah, there'd be some hesitation. But I think we can move on from the injury and he clearly looks good. He feels good. He's playing well. <laughs> like I don't know.
0: Yeah, is the game quite sharp enough to actually win next week? I'm not sure, um, but it certainly looked good. But that's what I was <laughs> also, to so say. the one, the one note that
2: I don't know if you guys saw this—he uh, had apparently put a new driver in his bag the first two days. And so uh, the main thing I was talking about when I was fading him was there's just so much uncertainty with the driver. And then he went back to an old one on Saturday and Sunday. So
1: Oh, interesting. Maybe, I
2: don't know if this is one that he had played with up until this Thursday. Uh, but basically he said, man, if I just would have had that driver in the bag at the start, I would have won this tournament. That's a good tip. Uh, yeah.
1: But I, like, I tried to say this before on our Masters pod. You don't look for form for... Uh, Brooks, I mean, he won the Waste Management Open and then won three majors. Like he never just like wins whatever PGA Tour event. Then like, oh yeah, he's in good form. He's gonna carry that into the PGA and probably win. He's like, yeah, I'm winning the PGA. I'm coming off a 35th. Well, I think there's a couple things there. I
2: think he, for quite a while, he has not played a ton of tournaments. Like he's never been known as a guy that's gonna grind 25 tournaments a year. Uh, But then also, I think the reality is. He is one of these people that it seems like thrives on competition. He's got that alpha male personality that he, he wants it to be a, a personal battle between him wow. and you. And there's like, other people that, that that makes them more uncomfortable. You know, So I think that's the reality is that that's always going to be an edge for him in majors. Right. That, and that's, you know, that philosophy is exactly what led me to my sleeper pick next week. Ian Poulter, also that kind of guy. <laughs>
1: They are so similar in the playing yeah. styles. I, oh my!
2: God. I actually think if people saw them, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference.
0: <laughs> or that they All played right. the same sport. Uh, Terrell Haddon was up there as well. He's obviously been, been playing great lately. Um, well, over the last since the restart, really. So, uh, what are you thinking about his performance this week and what it says about what might happen next week?
2: I mean, I I know he was. I want to say top fifteen, top twenty. Uh, he. I don't know if there's anything that's like oh definitely he's must play. I I'm basically the same place I was on him going into this tournament. I think he's he's in yeah. really good form. Uh I think I think his game is is pretty well suited to Augusta. Like he he has pretty good uh accurate approach play. Um he can be he's steady, but you don't need to be magnificent off the tee at Augusta. You just need to be accurate, be like length always helps, but it needs to you can't you can't be Wild with the driver, and he sounds can get like you've hot. been maybe doing a deep dive on that. By the maybe I, have <laughs> got some, I guess,
0: like
2: course course insights for us later, or what? Yeah, some some content in the pipeline. um But and then he's one of these guys that I think, uh if he gets hot with his putter, he can go on tears. And so it's it's really just a matter of if that happens next week.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. He's pretty much exactly where he was for me going into this week, coming out of this week, he had a, a strong showing, Um didn't quite have, you know, his a plus game and, and didn't really challenge for the, for the win, but uh, looks pretty rock solid to me. Um Adam, why don't you tell us what you think of Jason day, big name always, you know, he can, he can kind of pop at any time. Uh, strong performance, but I think he had a bad
1: day today, didn't he? So Hatton improved every day 71 70 67 65 jason day kind of went the other way he was 67 68 67 and then it's 71 today uh i don't know i i wasn't a believer of jason day during his really hot streak in the summer uh it does look like he's playing well again i mean he's really good around the greens and i mean you can kind of that helps a lot for augusta He has has played well at at
0: the Masters before, too. He he really
2: struggled off the tee today. Um, So I I think that with Day, it's a little bit the opposite of some of these other top guys where you feel like the short game is going to be rock solid. And then it's just a matter of whether he can get his ball striking together for the week.
1: I mean, a lot of these guys, I I like to be early on as they're kind of rounding their form, I guess. Like, Rory, I feel like I want to be early on, right? I feel like a win is going to come. Jason Day, I, I'm still hesitant. Like, I, I, I want to see... I I really want him to cement his play before... I'm like, okay, yeah. He's back to where he once was. See, see,
2: the counter-argument to that, I think, is that... It, well, first off, it depends. Are you talking in, in, say, a betting market where you're getting odds and you're just measuring straight against the odds? Or are you talking DFS, where you are playing against other people because that's where I think someone like day who like, you're like, oh man, he's just not a sexy choice. He hasn't been great of late, but then he ends up with like 4% ownership and you're like, man, like I'll take my shots with him. Yeah. Compared whereas,
0: to the... whereas in the sports book, sometimes he almost seems overpriced because of his name uh, and, and right. the way, kind of the, the type of finishes he's had. So I hear you, Craig, He he's a sneaky playing DFS. It's, it's the
2: unsexy one. Sometimes that you yeah. want to look for as. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's like in, in those fantasy football drafts when that, you know, that vet is just sitting there on the board. Yeah. <laughs> just, he, he's the next auto pick and everybody's just passing. You're like, you know what? He's not it's that like, bad. I'll take White. I it's think like, Hines he Ward he can still catch the ball. Heinz <laughs> Ward, oh, that's dating yourself a little bit, Adam. But he was one of my boys back in the day. <laughs> um, it just popped. I, I liked it. I... uh I wanted to mention my boy, Mackenzie Hughes, one of the guys with Hideki Matsuyama that tied the, or is now tied for the course record. He shot a 63 today. He vaulted up 21 spots into a tie for seventh. So awesome showing for Mackenzie coming into his second start at the masters. Um, You got to like to see that as, as he heads into Augusta. Um, Yeah. Big day for him. You know what? He, 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 was threatening going lower than that too. I think he hit one on, he had a beautiful shot into 17 to about six feet and he missed the pot, which I is shocking, that, yeah. shocking for Hughes because he's usually dialed on the greens and then, uh, you know, part 18, but he, for a second there, looked like he might be threatening eight under. So love
2: seeing that. Yeah. And uh, I was just looking at the official world golf rankings and he moves up to Forty eight. and nice. so he's huh. inside the top fifty. So he's in the he's in the Masters next week, based on his win from uh, no what? no he's in the Masters next week based on his old, his win from a while back wasn't it like from uh, from Putacana?
0: did he know, did he win Putacana or did he just finish he had a win I want to say like fall
2: fall twenty nineteen somewhere around there I mean you looking that up.
1: I don't see his name on the list, to be perfectly honest, but I'm sure he, I know he's in. I just don't know. Well, anyways, regardless,
2: if he's in the top 50 come the next cutoff, then he is, uh, he's going to be in it. So regardless him getting in, he's going to be right on the borderline there. So uh,
0: you're not in it this next week. Am I crazy here?
2: No, he is because Connors and Hadwin and, or Connors and Weir and Hughes, I want to say, were playing at practice round together next week. Craig, you want to talk about your boy, Sam Burns? Yeah, well, I mean, he's not my boy. I just wanted to bring him up because I thought it was fairly <laughs> relevant to this tournament. Um, uh, so, Sam Burns, he was our, what? 18 hole leader I don't know if he was 18 necessarily but he was 36 and 54 hole leader uh, he has jumped out to early leads and I don't see Mackenzie Hughes anywhere I don't think anywhere. Mackenzie Hughes is in this next week <laughs> man your top Canadian next week's really gonna suffer yes yeah,
0: I, I got mixed up here this is a
1: this is a huge blunder Oh, this is gonna be great for the blooper year end blooper yeah, reel at no our kidding, Christmas eh? party. Did you blind them? Block it in. <laughs> I've uh, absolutely really not I, seen them. I was on Wikipedia and I searched it and it didn't pop up. So I'm like, okay, there can be a mistake on Wikipedia. Let's go to the master site. And I'm scrolling through and I see Homa and Horschel and Howell and Sung Jm. Yeah,
0: well, yep. no mechanics. Mackenzie Hughes is going to have a tough time being top Canadian next week.
2: <laughs> so anyways. anyways, Sam Burns. Uh, yeah, he, he's, you know, Sam Burns, 24 years old, great ball striker, especially off the tee. Uh, he's jumped out to leads in a couple of tournaments now. I want to say it was the safe way that he had uh, jumped out to a lead in September. Yeah, I um, think so. And he, obviously the guy has tons of talent He's kind of at that learning how to put a tournament together, learning how to finish stage. And I, I just think a little bit of a step backwards there on uh, on Sunday today uh, that you kind of hate to see that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just interesting. Um, I guess he does have a web.com tour win, but he is so young that when you see these guys come up, and we're seeing a lot of them come up, like a few of our boys. Um, but when you see them come up and they don't have those... Uh, lower tour wins, it makes it hard to kind of I feel like breakthrough for your first first one on the PGA. I mean, he does have one, but usually these guys can rattle off a few on the Corn Ferry or Web.com or wherever they're playing, right? Um,
2: and I think that's sort of where you wonder whether it's someone who's a really good player but struggles to put it together for for seventy two holes. You know, we always talk about yeah. how good some of these top players are at scoring when they're playing badly and yeah. and just the efficiency of their golf game uh but sometimes you do get the opposite you get guys who are really good golfers but they they just are you know they make mistakes when you when you're going to potentially be finishing in the top 3 and then they just make some mistakes and and fall back a bit
0: yeah yeah totally um anybody else you guys want to talk about that was in yeah, the field two, this week
2: two guys uh taylor gooch was the other one who uh tied the course record uh yeah. with a 63 today he now uh, has, I want to say, he was uh, about fourth or fifth, but he's he's got a couple top tens in his last three starts. Uh, so he's really he, it was um, the not the Zozo. It was CJ Cap. I want to say that he had a, a top ten, and okay. so yeah, he, he's he's in good form. He's someone I think that to watch out for that is going to be getting better and better here. Uh, and then the other one, Sept Straka, he had he was. He was one of my sleeper picks, so he, he was. was a little bit of a pat in the back, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he s- uh, stumbled a bit coming home. He could have he could have uh, been a little bit higher up the board, but uh, but a good tournament for him, good top ten, and yeah. All right, well, why don't we move on to the picks recap
0: here? Um, we didn't really do great with our winning picks. Scheffler, he was also Adams one and done. That's a t thirty two. Not a great
1: showing. Uh, probably not what you were hoping out of Scheffler there. No, he looked good done. early on, but then, uh, yeah, a little bit too volatile down uh, down the stretch. Yeah,
0: Greg, you had Russell Henley to as your one and done, t twenty nine,
2: making up ground, making up ground. Yeah, every just buck chip counts. Away, chip
0: away. Yeah, um,
2: yeah, he he kind of faded. I want to say on on. F- friday or saturday but it, it looked early on like you might have something to do with this tournament and then and then just kind of was middling in terms of uh people who had made the cut for most of the tournament so yeah at least uh you know if i'm highest of us this week then i'm feeling pretty good yeah i uh of course
0: i picked stewart sink to win and as my i wanted <laughs> uh, bit of a flyer there i was he was a miscut. I I thought maybe I could kind of sneak in a bit of a, a cheesy one and done with with a bit of a lead and maybe grab a few safe bucks the way Stewart Sink has been playing lately. Um, he's been in the top ten a few times over. The See, last I'm just couple I'm months. saving
2: Stewart Sink for later. So <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, th- that strategy did not work out.
2: Um, I have to so. say, I was so I faded Brooks Kepka this week. I I was feeling pretty good about it through a few days and then and then yeah, yeah. he definitely turned it on um, at top Adam, five
0: obviously we gotta highlight adam's huge sleeper i Carlos was about Socrates. to interject and
1: be like are we gonna talk about the fact that i picked the sleeper to win at 161 <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that was that a, is it's the planting the it's yeah, the pick of Grand
0: Grandstand Golf so far. say planting
1: my flag is the longest pick to win so far. I I hope you guys. I challenge you guys to find a deeper sleeper at some point through the year. But hey, there's a mark you got to reach for now. Yeah, That's those, are, good, those don't come around
0: very often. Listen,
1: if you pick somebody to to be the top Canadian, they're not even in the
0: field for the tournament. If he is the top <laughs> Canadian, I think that might take the cake. But.
2: Anyway, I digress. We, we might let, we, still might might let you, we might let you transfer to Weir. We'll see.
0: <laughs> hey, I'll take it.
2: I'll take it. You have to shift your one and done to Weir as well.
0: Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> um, Craig and I both faded Adam Scott. I think we're both, or sorry, Adam and I both faded yep. Adam Scott. I ho- I think we're both hoping for a little fade bump for him there next week. Um, uh, yeah, not really, an Adam Scott. Not really? Fan. No,
1: I am, but I I don't. He's not invested. I, I faded him for a reason. He doesn't have a top 20 yet, I think, this year. so uh, Yeah, I'm I've... hoping
2: it's a bit of a rust shake-off. The problem, I think, is that he actually looked better on Thursday than he did the rest of the week. Uh, you know, he started off, I want to say maybe Thursday and Friday, he was decent, and then he kind of moved a little bit backwards on the weekend. Uh yeah. But especially his ball striking, he was striking the ball better. And, and one of the problems, you know, he was coming off of a COVID break and apparently he had been cooped up. So you kind of would like to see someone's ball striking get better as they get more yeah. reps. But it looks yeah, like yeah. he had that first first round of the year swinging loosely and things are working <laughs> out. And then a couple of rounds later and you're like, oh, no, I actually don't have this figured out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the COVID uh
0: break that he had there. Um that was the main reason I faded him. It's just it's tough to come back after you know, you don't know what these guys are doing. It's come out, you know, DJ's talked about how he pretty much spent eleven days in a hotel
2: room yeah <laughs> let a little freak like dj a yeah like DJ, then yeah. Uh,
0: but, I mean, 11 days in one room all he did was walk from the balcony to the shower or
2: to to the bed and watch tv so um, you know the thing about dj that kind of like of pisses me off is that dj seems like one of those people that he could like be playing you it's something that you have played your whole life and it's his first time and he would just like casually beat you like he's just one of those people maybe it's just how he kind of carries himself on the golf course but he just seems like one of those people that like oh yeah that that doesn't seem like a problem. Like I don't understand like, yeah. why this is difficult.
1: Even when he's cooped up in his hotel room watching TV, he's probably watching TV better than I watch TV. <laughs> like he, He's just better at everything he does.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. That reminds me of uh, a guy we all know, Woody. He was, always, he was always like that with any kind of game or sport or anything. Yeah, just pick it up and, and whoop you at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so top Canadian picks, you guys both had Corey Connors, I had Mackenzie Hughes, obviously had a great uh, Sunday. Catapulted him up. I think Connors kind of went the other way today, unfortunately. um, Yeah, he was actually
2: borderline in contention this tournament and and just really fell off. That's too bad.
0: Um, So yeah, uh, Adam, I guess. Note here, Adam is the only
1: one without a miscut in the one-and-done
2: this year. Yeah, that's Um, right. Uh,
1: Very consistently consistently 30th to 20th placing but you're like the adam shank of our (laughs) i am the adam shank adam scott adam shank adam Baptie. i mean we all have that made cut streak and top 20s and 30s
2: actually speaking of shank i think he might have missed this week didn't he he did oh the streak is over he was very
1: popular in dfs but
2: craig why don't we get into your good your bad and your ugly Okay, well, I don't know if you guys realized from looking at at the Good and Bad and the Ugly this week, but there is a commonality here. Is it? We, we've got all Masters winners. Uh, yeah.
0: That's so the I good
2: first saw off. saw there. Uh, we had my fellow fan of Netflix's Queen's Gambit, Phil <laughs> Mickelson. Uh, he... I mean, you really have to grasp at straws to find a good for Phil, but when you do something like make an eagle on your thirty six hole before you're gonna disast like ugly miss a cut, then then you definitely you definitely sneak a good in there on my, in my books, so um yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's just like classic Phil like he's just beaten up by this round of golf and just yeah. just cash is he, one. he's just so good yeah.
0: Like he's so talented, I should say. Like he really is, just so talented. Yeah. He can hole out at any at any moment, yeah, really. Yeah. The
2: decision making at this point is getting a little bit questionable, but
0: <laughs> looser and looser.
2: Yeah. Um, the bad. What, that...
0: what was he? Forty-seven and a half inch driver this week or something?
2: Yeah, he's experimenting with all kinds of craziness. <laughs> yeah um danny willett the bad uh pulled out after the first day uh with wrist injury and uh, i mean i don't know how closely you guys have, have followed him since his master's win but he's he's been someone who has really struggled with injuries uh mostly a back uh but all kinds of things so you just uh you know there's nothing good. There's no, no pretensions of, of anything right. other than that being a bad thing. So hopefully, I don't know, we'll see if he's healthy and can play this week. But, uh, but yeah, definitely not. Don't, don't want to see that. Yeah, those, those wrist injuries are really tough for golfers. You get yeah. to see it. And they right can here. linger and there yeah. can be all kinds of ugliness there. Uh, speaking of ugliness, so <laughs> this one to me is just... This is ugly. So Adam and I, what, next week, we've got a little bit of a, of a wager with two former Masters winners because we kind of have different ideas about who's in better form in the last <laughs> little bit. But uh, Sergio Garcia and Jordan Spieth, uh, I was kind of hoping one of them would, would do something to make them look like the clear favorite going into next week. But both nope. of them just really, really, really uninspiring missed cuts. Uh, ended up plus four and plus five. Just, just on the edge. The cut line was plus three. Like, wait, yeah. who
0: was plus four and who was plus five?
2: So. Spieth, Spieth took Garcia this week. So basically, the ugliness is we've got this awesome, you know, we're going to be paying more attention to Garcia and Spieth next week than I feel like we'll even care about who wins the tournament. Oh, man, it's going to be a nail biter. It's think. Just going like, to be a pillow it's fight. Going to
1: be one with huge swings. It's going to be like eagle, triple bogey, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not going to Henrik Stenson par their way around a course. They're going to be all over the place. Yeah,
2: you are yeah.
0: definitely going to have some drama with those two. There's no
1: doubt about it. I think
2: Hopefully I think what I was really to looking for with the ugly was Spieth decided to make a birdie with like two holes to go to uh, to take the win over Garcia. So I'm just I'm expecting something like that's going to happen next week, and I'm going to get <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
1: to get hosed. It's going to yeah. be back to back, baby. You, did, you know, Sergio
2: already. Sergio
0: does have a a, a, a Storied history at Augusta, including the highest score ever on a hole. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes I think, it uh, just hey, says, I'm going to hit this shot, all right? There's, <laughs> there's, it's a little, it's a little tough little to know who has
2: stuff. more blow-up potential, actually.
0: That's true. I mean, Spieth has a history of it as well, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. All right, Adam, why don't you get into your three stars
1: here? All right, three stars. My third star is Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, we talked about him a little bit up the top. Uh, I mean, really good round today, seven under, finished tied for second. He was threatening really most of the day. Um, but kind of takeaways going into Augusta. He had 21 birdies uh, in the tournament, which was actually first. So something I really like to see. He was sixth in strokes, game, T to green. But then, I, I mean, I talked about this, but he's 11th in putting and was positive every single day. And I mean,. You talk about someone like Sergio Garcia. If Hideki can do that at Augusta, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's finally his, his time. Yeah, that's true. If, he, if Hideki, we've said it before
0: on the podcast, if Hideki can just putt average, he would, yeah. he, he would win a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if he, can, if he can be 11th in putting next week, I'd say watch
1: out for Hideki. Yeah. My second star, DJ, Dustin Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we talked about him a little bit, but recent form. So starting with his second this week T6 US Open T3 second first T2 PGA Championship. I mean since the summer he just hasn't been worse than tied for 6th at the US Open. So like, so this is what you know, I was and that's saying where when I was I
2: was making I was making the case for him in our in our DFS like I don't care I don't care whether he's coming off of covid when DJ's in the field you play him and
1: like I, I there he has to be the favorite going into Augusta now like he had, there's no way Bryson yeah, should I be. agree I agree it's so, Bryson
0: Bryson's still there but um yeah how can you not I, I can't believe that Dustin was none of our picks <laughs> well so <laughs> I was talking
2: about that with Adam um earlier today basically like I was so close to one and done in Dustin Johnson like the only reason I didn't pick him to win next week was because I didn't want to have my pick to win I wanted to keep my cards close to my close to my chest and uh, and mm-hmm. I I was I was very close to picking him for the one and done and so I I had to have my my pick to win locked in before I, I Confirm my one and done. If 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 we were coming like if I was able to pick my, we were doing our normal timing for our one and done. I probably would have gone DJ. His his master's history is awesome. Uh, There's just so many things to like about him. He is a co-favorite now. He's he's the
1: one now with the shambo. Yeah, Craig was doing the classic misdirection. Look over here at Xander, and then pull out with a DJ. (laughs) <laughs> oh, actually, DJ's
0: my one and done. <laughs> that would have been good. Sneaky, would've would've been good. Been I, sure. I still
2: think Xander's gonna win, but I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna take DJ for the one and done. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, he's just, he's so, so good. Like, it just blows my mind. How does he only have one major? And yeah. when does he get a second? If I mean, it, I, apparently Kevin, he's gonna get the next five, but
0: he might. That's what I said. He might. But, it starts right. with Augusta. All right, Adam,
1: who's the first star? First star, Carlo Ortiz. I mean, 160 to one. I feel like I, I can't take the grin off my face right now. I don't think I've ever had a sports bet or like a pick work out that well from long odds. Uh, he moved up from one hundred. 159...
2: Sounds like you are wanting <laughs> yeah. to be the first star. Not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> long, odds. what were the odds you got about Adam? I forgot. The
1: <laughs> top 20. Oh man, you guys. It's <laughs> anyways, Ortiz. Bit. Tell
2: us about Ortiz. He had an awesome he's, win.
1: <laughs> amazing win. 159th in the world. Moved him up to 65th. Uh, I mean, he's just 29. He's been grinding it as a professional golfer. He had three wins. That's what I was talking about. He had three wins on the web.com, which is now the corn ferry in 2014. Uh has been a PGA tour ever since. But this is like his real breakthrough win. PGA Tour since 2015, I mean, he's kind of that classic in that 125 area. He's only played in three major championships. So it's just like you get this win, you hold off, I mean, these major champions in Brooks, in Lowry, in DJ, in uh, Matsuyama, I mean, one of the best players in the world, and you get your win in that fashion. I, I'm just so excited for him to see what, I mean, it's that, it's that next step we always talk about, and it opens so many doors for him. Yeah, yeah. i've got got two last
2: takes on ortiz before we move on first off love it when you have someone in a different language like yelling at the ball or talking to their caddy um (laughs) i I don't even know what he's saying half the time but he's like (laughs) like, (laughs) i just i love it i'm like he wants the ball to do something (laughs) um and uh either one like i don't know if you guys got like after the uh, what was going on in your life and with your kids and whether you were able to see after he finished but um the i want to say either fiance or or wife there at the end like those two you can just tell like they are they are in love like there's just the the comfort level like every chance he had he was giving her another hug like i just i'd love to see that kind of thing. yeah yeah I, i'm a sucker for that too yeah i, did, I didn't get a chance to see it, but
0: i'm a sucker for it you mm-hmm. know what else i really liked that he did i noticed on a few putts on on a couple benders i love how he gets behind the hole right onto the fall line kind of and mm-hmm. yeah watching mm-hmm. that it the last one hit. i feel like he did it the last one he did it yeah and just dead centered it of course but uh yeah anything else on our before we move on
1: no let's no. wipe our hands yeah
0: all right, well, I'm going to talk for my golf insight here. I'm going to talk about my boy, Robert McIntyre, getting it done at the Aphrodite Hills Cypress Showdown. Shout um, out to Aphrodite Hills. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> They're um, the
2: MVP of Cypress Golf Resorts, for sure.
1: Two weeks in a row they've been there.
2: Um, so, yeah,
0: that's great. Now let's talk about McIntyre a little <laughs> bit here. <laughs> Uh, McIntyre shot a final round 64. It was a unique format. So in this format, uh, it was the top 32 after 36 holes. Um, so he went out strong, which was shot about a, 60...
2: a third, I want to say a third of the field. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So he went out strong and shot a, a 65 to start and, and kind of coasted right into that, the middle of that group. Um, and then on, on Saturday or the third round, they, they reset and, uh, then they shaved the field down to the, in half again um he finished kind of right in the middle there again and and they reset again on sunday um so everybody starts at at even and he shot a sixty four today to take it um He went birdie birdie over the final two holes and I don't know if you guys saw the highlights from this, but uh mm-hmm. the shot he hit on seventeen i mean how did so it in? yeah, yeah like, all over the yeah. like talk about clutch i I don't know if you knew exactly where he was at um in the right, in right. comparison to the because i believe the guy who was in front of him was already on 18 um and he birdied 18 so i don't know if he knew he needed to go birdie birdie but i mean he knew he was right by the top and he needed to hit a good shot and he had a great shot tap in birdie um got on the the 18th hole par five and two and and two putted for another birdie and um so that's his first european tour win um I, did you guys get a chance to see some of the highlights from that? or or see I, his did. I think it's kind of a,
1: a cool format. Uh, I don't know how it could be uh, changed or kind of used uh, on a PGA Tour event. I mean, you think of like a tour championship or something like that where they don't want to go match play, but you do want to shave the field down um, because it has these people fire at pins. Like it doesn't matter. You have if to you be, get... yeah, like to win that thing, you have to be in one round, you have to be the
2: best of 16 guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it's really cool. Yeah, and eighteen was a par five, so I think he knew that it was probably going to be a birdie hole. So he right. probably had to make moves, and uh, yeah, just fire at the pin and almost get a hole in one. That's
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, and and in his post-round interview there, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that, but he was he was close to tears at one point, and I guess he he spoke about how he's been having a really hard time over the past few months. Um and, and how his family has been instrumental, but he kind of dove into that further later on. And, and I guess, you know, it's, it's been the pandemic really the, the, Mm. you know, he said about nine or 10 weeks, eight or nine weeks into the break, he was doing okay. He had, he had goals he was working towards, but then, um, it was just very hard, you know, mentally, it's very hard to, to be kind of shackled down a little bit when you're, especially when you're young and ambitious yeah. and you're trying to, you know, he's just at the start of his career. Like I was talking about in our, my boys podcast, um, to be, to have to kind of be held down and people are telling you, you can't do things and you don't know what the future holds. I mean, people are dealing with that everywhere in all walks yeah. of life. Um, and, and it, it affected Robert and, and, uh, you know, he was pretty open about it and, and how much, um, his family's helped and he's, he's seen somebody to help him kind of shape shape his mental approach as well and how much that all paid off. And That's awesome. yeah, it was just really, really nice. He's, he's extremely likable. Um, it was really nice to see him get his first win. And I just hope, like I said, in the, my boys, I'm, I'm stoked for him. I hope this just kind of keeps him moving along that trajectory. His career has been on. This is, uh, supposed to get him up to about 62 in the world. Um, and you know, I, this might not be according to the rules, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna slide him into my top Canadian pick for next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, was he uh,
2: in the tournament? Maybe you should confirm that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I don't think he's in the tournament. He's not a Canadian, but
1: at this point, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, that's actually surprising because he got six at the Open. Maybe that was two Opens ago. No, I might be. Um but yeah, first of You know what? Tour he probably wins.
0: is in the field next week. I should probably take a look at this before I say anything else.
1: So no, he was yeah. six at the yeah, the one in 2019.
2: I just want to give a shout out to uh myself for being the <laughs> one that uh picked him in our European tour uh, picks video. So uh so, well, we've done three he, of those now and So how weird. much did you make off that? I don't have any thirty to one. <laughs> 30 to one one. We're his odds. So it's not it's not
1: one sixty to one, but so we have my boys winning in two of the last three weeks, right? With Bobby Mack and, right. Mac and Cantley. And then we had a sleeper and a Euro Tour pick. Whew, we're hot. Not, not
0: to mention we had a course record today. Let's give Hughes a little love. That's kind
2: of a reach, but
1: <laughs> I mean, so did Hideki. What about Craig? Yeah, yeah well.
0: We're already talking about that. I guess. Nah, Hideki's <laughs> not
2: looking for for course record runner ups. He's looking for a, a major. So
0: I like it. We'll
2: yeah. give him a shout out when he
0: gets there. All right, guys. Let's move into stock up, stock down. Craig, why don't you start
2: us off? Okay. So I'm looking at people who are playing next week. And first off, we are going stock up with Francesco Molinari. Uh, you know he was definitely a part of the master story last year
1: in a big way. Yeah.
2: What 15 was kind of the turning point for him when, when, uh, he, he
1: put that branch, put that
2: branch. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, another lucky Tiger Woods sequence of events led to him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Yeah. (laughs)
2: Uh, but no, so we actually, like, since the Masters, he's, he's had all kinds of struggles. Uh, we have not seen him in, in very good form for quite a while now. Uh, we haven't seen him for we a while. We didn't well, yeah, see him like, for quite a while. Period. Yeah, We yeah. talked
0: about that on a, a podcast a few episodes ago about how he was just kind of getting back out there. Uh, Craig, I actually had him penciled in as my stock up until I saw you had him there as well. Um, I, I thought it's awesome that he, he had a good week coming into the majors or the masters i should say
2: um you know
0: it's this is his first major because he didn't play in the last
2: two and yeah uh, out of his choice he well, yeah he he decided not to play in at the pga championship Um, so you know
0: like craig says he has a history here like it's good to see his games in shape and and who knows he could be sneaky he's not i was just looking he's i can't i can't beat that 160 but he is sitting at uh
2: so I he's one ten uh ten, yeah. So that's where he was because he was almost my sleeper. Um but I was like, hey, we still haven't seen him really play that great. Uh yeah. but you know, we saw it we saw it this weekend. He was yeah. he ended up uh what minus four? Minus five? Um yeah, minus five on the tournament, tied for fifteenth. Uh, but really, just it's it's less so his finish; it's more so just we saw we saw a really good play from him, and and that's that's ultimately if he can if he can carry some of that momentum over into next week, then yeah, I, I think you have to like him more coming out of this week than you did going in.
1: I think he's the only player in the field that has played in the Masters and also caddied in the Masters. Yeah, and that's pretty awesome. Right? Yeah, it, Eduardo back. I mean, oh, that's cool. what would that be? Early two thousands, kind of.
0: I'm not sure. They or they had a really, maybe mid sweet picture floating around last year. Yeah. Where he's caddying in the group <laughs> on the twelfth cool. tee, I think it was at the time. He just looks so group. young
1: and it's like yeah. I don't know. You like what's going through his mind that day? Like, yeah, my brother's here, but like I could play here one day too. <laughs> you know, like it's so cool.
0: Yeah, that is pretty cool. All
2: right, Craig, who do you have moving down? So moving down. Lee Westwood. I didn't I didn't want to be doing this, but uh, he came out and he was just, he had a bad start to the week. He he did improve a bit with a 69 on, on uh, Friday, uh, yeah. but he still, he was a ways from the cut line. Uh, it looked like he was in decent form on the European tour prior to, uh, prior to coming in here. And so I'm just a little bit, I'm a little bit less excited about him than I was going into this week.
1: This is perfect, like perfectly <laughs> westward. He could not have scripted this better because he gets all the attention away from him with that horrible round on Thursday. But I mean, on Friday, Craig, he was plus, he was positive 1.75 t to green. Like, yeah. he, what, was he, what was he on he, Thursday? He, he pulled your misdirection. He's gonna show everyone, oh, look, I'm playing bad. Boom. Masters.
0: So, Lee Westwood's biggest problem is that he has too much fanfare heading into Augusta.
1: <laughs> hey, everyone's been chattering about him as a sleeper. I'm like, hey, back off my sleeper, all right?
0: So, this is what you're saying is he's right where you want him.
1: All I'm saying is Westwood and Spieth did what they needed to do, <laughs> miss the cut, <laughs>
2: give themselves extra time to prepare.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Adam, well, with that backwards way of thinking, I'm interested to see who you have moving up
1: and moving down this week. Okay, my stock up, Brooks Koepka. We already talked about him enough. So, I mean, he just... He's coming off that injury. He finished six. I mean, it's its all good signs going into Augusta. I, I don't think there's any reason he should be a fade. So, I mentioned Hideki Matsuyama was first uh, with 21 birdies. Brooks was actually second. He had 20. He was second strokes putting. Yeah, that's a volatile stat, but sometimes guys can just ride a hot putter. So uh, my stock up is Brooks. He looks good. Doesn't look like there's any lingering injury issues. Uh, I think you're kind of crazy to fade him. Well, well I, I think, had to lock I think the, that, yes, I, mean, I would be crazy I, to fade him now. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. I'm coming to Craig's defense here a little bit. You know, it's not his fault that the guy wasn't playing that great. and Then she was a 65, 65 the day after it's a classic fade bump. I mean, to board, <laughs> um, we've already talked about it.
2: I I I feel like it's just Brooks doing Brooks things, too. Like, major yeah. time? Like, oh, shoot, I didn't realize that was next week. I better start playing better. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the stock up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he deserves it.
1: Yeah. Uh, stock down, Luke List. This is more of a uh, DFS one for me, so I had my main lineup, and I was kind of sweating EVR, Eric Van Rooyen, and Luke List to make the weekend. And EVR did enough, and he got through. But Luke List, he was in the AM group on Friday, and he just needed to kind of coast into the weekend with the plus three. We knew the cut was going to move back, um, but he was going into 16. I think it's the par five with water. And guess what? He found the water. Double bogey there. I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, another missed cut. But then he gets my hopes up with a birdie on 17. So I'm like, oh, Luke List, here you go. Like (laughs) You're going to squeak through. Get him inside the cut line. To get, yeah. But then Bogey's 18, and I'm like, okay, there we go. My Just a roller, cover, roller coaster of emotions in three holes there, but uh, just a pure DFS uh, play or pick for me. My stock down is Luke List. It's a good
2: thing you're a Chargers fan, so you're pretty steeled against that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I, I get pretty numb to the pain these days. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hear that, Adam. Vikings don't have much better history. <laughs> Um all right well moving up for me this week is is my boy Robert McIntyre um again with the, with the big win first win on the European tour. I'm really hoping that McIntyre can can carry this momentum, get another get some more strong finishes under his belt, perhaps mm-hmm. another win, another couple wins, you know, it can just get the ball rolling, you know. Yeah. Um And who knows, we might be seeing Robert McIntyre on, on the PGA tour. If he gets his world ranking high enough and, and, um, you know, he easily can, if he keeps playing like this, then maybe we'll see him on the PGA tour. I think he may have
2: expressed a desire to as well. Um, I I could be wrong on that, but I, I just remember reading about him when I was looking at, at him as a pick this week and, uh. It was saying he had, he's just bought a flat in in the place where his parents live, and he was like, yeah, I think talking about how like he he potentially wants to play in the states at some point, but his home his home's always going to be there, you know? Yeah,
0: um, but, you know, he's only twenty four years old too, yeah. so um, he's he's it's not like he's doesn't have a chance to get to the PGA Tour anymore oh, yeah. or anything. Oh like yeah, that. of he's, course, yeah. he's got tons of tons of time, and um, I think.
2: Yeah, this is a great start. It also just depends. Like Some of these guys, they're happy to come over for the biggest tournaments, and, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they don't necessarily want to spend all year in the States, and, and they want to come over for the WGCs and the majors, and, and that's, that's fine too. It, it's ultimately whatever works, but hopefully he can play his way into giving himself the option.
0: Yeah. I think once you're in the top 50 in the world, you get into a lot of stuff. You, you're
2: just automatically, yeah. yeah.
0: I think so, and so I think that's a big number for these guys to hit. Yeah. Um, and like you say, we it's nice to see my other boy, Kenzie Hughes, get in there this week. Um, so for my stock down, I I don't remember what the rules are. Can I take Stuart Sink, <laughs> like one and done the cut, or I don't know if I'm he's stocked down, I think he's just stocked. You totally Stewart
2: missed. Right <mischarged>.
0: um but i'll i'll you know i'll let it let it pass Stuart, he's he's had a good year i was just trying to parlay that into a (laughs) cheap little one and done pick but you know never mind um you know he's not i'm not down on him i just want to preface it by saying that i've been talking a lot about my boys on this episode my other boy tony Finau. um not down on him he's my one and done pick for next week but with that said, unlike Adam who's when their got guy, his guys perform poorly, he says they're right where he wants them. <laughs> Fino, he was a little uninspiring today. He, you know, on so his rounds this week were 69, 69, 68. He was kind of right there. I I wasn't necessarily expecting him to charge and win this week, but I would have liked to see something different than a 71 on Sunday. Right. Um he he went out on the front nine today with four bogeys offset by one birdie, so he was 3 over on the front nine. Um, he ended up shooting one over on the day. He fell 16 spots. It's just, you know, it's not the kind of finish you would have liked to see. Even if he just could add another solid round in there and, and have good vibes heading into Augusta. He he did play a, a, you know, two under back nine, which I guess is good. It was just a one nine this week that really mm-hmm. was poor. But um, I would have liked to see Fino kind of Run through that finish line a little bit more this week. Yeah, um, it, it just a little bit. I have a little, little bit more bit confidence weird. in his yeah. uh,
1: green yeah. jacket moment exactly. A week from now, exactly. right? Yeah, so. I,
2: I was pretty high on him coming into this week, and so it is a little. It also seems like it's the type of course that you think would set up fairly well. So it's it's disconcerting, I would say. Um, yeah. So.
0: so anyway, definitely not down on him, but I just it was a enough of a prickle in the back of my, you know, the back <laughs> of my whatever my i guess i'd pick with my gut so a prickle in the back of my gut <laughs> the, the ki- kidney area or? <laughs> anyway i don't know what i'm talking about anymore um let's let's talk some more about our uh, the upcoming tournament obviously it's what we've been kind of alluding to the whole time the masters is next week we officially start what is it
1: does masters week start at midnight tonight has it started already um i think i mean i think they're lighting up twitter and whatever else right now they're it's masters week we are yeah, in well, masters week
0: a lot of the big names that weren't playing this week arrived today. Or, or Do we like pop champagne? champagne? Like it's Masters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Been waiting a long time. So why don't we, Adam, why don't you quickly go over your picks from our our. Pick uh,
1: preview last year. Yeah, week. so we. I mean, we did a whole Masters preview pod, uh, so you can find that, and we go in depth into our picks. But just quickly recapping mine: my pick to win is Rory McIlroy. My sleeper, Lee Westwood, who's in prime position right now. My <laughs> fade is Colin Morikawa. My top Canadian, Adam Hadwin, who is in the tournament next week, and my one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus at this point. And <laughs> yeah. my one and done, I'm sticking with Rory. My one and done is Rory. He's gonna he's gonna complete the career Grand Slam. Craig, why don't you uh, follow that up with your picks? Kate picked to win. Xander told you
2: why over there. You can you can get it there. Uh, Cameron Smith is my sleeper at eighty to one. Was, was
1: he didn't play this week, did he?
2: No, he wasn't. No, in this no. week. Um. Cameron Davis, however, had a pretty ugly week this week, but that's, a, that's another story. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh.
1: Um,
2: Brooks Kepka, my fade. Uh, if you haven't already put money on him, or if sorry, if you haven't already faded him, I guess <laughs> pump the brakes on that fade because I would not. <laughs> I, I do not stand by that fade. Um, and. You know the one thing on that fade. I did say if you do, if you disagree with what I'm saying right now, go put money on him because the a, only thing his line is going to do is get better if he plays well in the weekend.
0: That's true. That's a good call. Yeah, I um, did
2: say that. and top Canadian Corey Connors.
0: What about your one and done pick? That was a little controversial. Oh, yeah, pick.
2: controversial. <laughs> Patrick Reed. I don't know why it's controversial, but
1: one and done, Patrick Reed. Well, you, you just kind of, it kind of came out of nowhere it's just it just sideswiped you guys Patrick reading golf when it's a not controversial pretty (laughs) much
2: I'm I'm just (laughs) confident he's going to be able to do a good job improving his lie out there and (laughs)
0: yeah yeah again go to the preview pod it's all there yeah um all right well my my picks for next week are Justin Thomas to win uh Ian Poulter is my sleeper at 140 to one um my fade is Bryson DeChambeau and I am standing by that fade um and then my top Canadian <laughs> is not in the tournament, so you I guess that flag I, on Mike Weir. I will. If you guys are gonna are are willing to allow me to swap that to Mike Weir, I would I would happily do that at this point. Um, so I guess my my top Canadian is Mike Weir, and my one and done pick is my boy Tony Fino. Um I think he's gonna have a strong showing next week. So yeah, I mean, again. Craig obviously is is just backpedaling as hard as he can with his fade there, which is fair <laughs> enough. Um, other th- other than Brooks looking good, we mentioned already. Dustin Johnson is a glaring omission at this point. Um, anybody else you guys think from this week or? or I otherwise? do want to quickly
1: mention uh, for top Canadian. We do. I mean, we've mentioned everyone but Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor, Taylor yeah. uh, is in the tournament as well. Abbotsford, BC native. So. Yeah. Um, I yep. mean, Kevin, I'll, I'll allow you some time after the pod to review who you want. Oh, no,
2: he's not, he doesn't get Nick Taylor. He gets a Weir or he gets Hughes. Yeah,
1: I'll,
2: yeah, take, okay. I'll take Weir at 1,000 to 1. 1,000 yeah. to 1. Man, that'd be such a good hit. That would be a nice hit. <laughs> um, have to, so so to I guess less so for picks, but uh, one that I'm going to look at, you know, we're going to be doing our DFS videos here in the next couple of days uh someone who intrigues me just they didn't fade but I I need to sort of do a re-evaluation on is uh Hatton Terrell Hatton Uh, I do think he sets up well I do think he is someone who shows up in big tournaments uh and he kind of did enough to catch catch your attention make sure he's not in a bad place but not so much that I think his ownership is going to shoot up because of how he did this week so it's kind of that perfect spot for DFS yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it as well. And then Molinari would be the other one that uh, that definitely uh, jumped up. And again, especially on a DFS uh, fronting for me, that he's cheap, and so uh, the the pro the question mark will be is does his ownership shoot up because he had a good uh, good good week here.
1: The one thing yeah. I was going to say is I think we what did we set our sleepers at seventy to, or eighty to one?
2: I think over? we bumped it. Yeah. We,
1: we typically do eighty to one. We're all above eighty to it, one. Um, I did want to say that I feel like there's a lot of guys in the 50 to 80 to one that yeah. actually look yeah. really good. Uh, just I quickly agree. looking there, there's Justin Rose, there's Hazen, Fitzpatrick, uh, we've talked about offline. Um, a few guys in that kind of 50 to 70 range that I wouldn't be surprised to see their name really high on the leaderboard and possibly pull an upset.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Adam. So I think our, it's our intention that this week we're going to be releasing a, uh, our favorite bets, um, mm-hmm. as soon as we kind of get a more complete picture of what the, what the betting, some of the betting lines are, because they're not, uh, out on a lot of this. We just bid. have win
2: outright win at this point, yeah. And we, we went yeah. a little bit more than that.
0: Yep. Yeah. So we'll kind of dive deeper into a lot of those things. Um, you know, top tens cuts made those types of bets. Um, I know Adam's always been a big parlay guy, so I'm sure he'll have some, some classics some for you. Juicy parlays. Some classic yeah. 50 part parlay. Yeah. <laughs> A, a cup of coffee, Beck, could make you could change your life, buy your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, you want to listen to that? Yeah, it's going to be so good. Anyth-
0: anything else you guys want to touch on before we we close it down for this one?
2: No, I need to start working on the
1: content for this week. So <laughs> let's yeah, get let's to it. Just her.
0: dive right in, right? Yeah, right, I feel like,
1: like- Sorry, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, I feel like it's not going to be a lot of sleep just with uh, stuff, content to push out and anticipation like Christmas morning on Wednesday night. It's it's going to be a fun week. I can't wait. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, Please
0: subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check out these guys on YouTube. They're always pumping out content. They had a great week this week with their DFS
2: sleepers. Uh, Some would say even arguably better than Robert McIntyre and Carlos Ortiz. I mean, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. Can you get much better than that? Like, yeah. Let's be honest here. Anyways, it's been great. Uh, we look forward to talking golf with you in the future. And take care, everybody. See you guys. Yeah, see you next time.